Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Race for the Ring, Episode 65, Annihilating Anxiety with Laura Vaisman. You're listening to The Race for the Ring. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm an entrepreneur, motivational author, keynote speaker, television contributor, and a single mom. Since re-entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye-opening. In the age of Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, there seems to be more horror stories and humor than happy endings among my friends and social circles. And I want to know why. Each week, we'll chat with a different dating queen or king, socialite or relationship expert, and explore the many facets of dating today, pitfalls to steer clear from, and how to find the finest fish in the sea. Get ready, set, go. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Race for the Ring. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. And before we get started today, I just want to give you a little bit of a teaser. In the coming week or two, we are going to be launching a series of giveaways. Um, Some of you may know or may not that I have a second book coming out in the fall. It comes out October 26th. And it's really more of a leadership on women's um, entrepreneur and women supporting women skewed book. However, it really focuses mostly on the importance of being kind and, you know, um, supporting one another and um, just being an overall good person in a, in a quick nutshell. It's not cheesy though. It's actually juicy and divey. I have a lot of really compelling stories. It's um, part memoir, part science, part interview. It's kind of like a combination of a lot of different um, literary models. I share a lot of my own insight um, and stories from working in news and working for um, kind of a woman who is very similar to the Devil Wears Prada and other incidents that I've occurred um, through the course of my public relations career. But it doesn't really dive so much into dating, but it can definitely be the the mindset and the, the lessons that are in the book and the actionable advice um, definitely can be applied to dating. And I actually have been... Um, much more focused on when I do go on a date and it isn't a fit, um, kind of being sensitive and having much more empathy for the other person um, and their feelings. Not that I was mean before, but like I, I definitely, you know, um, have been more open to the fact that this person 
is who may may not or maybe you know you know attracted to not attracted to whatever maybe definitely put themselves out there to to meet me so i'm trying to err with a lot more compassion and and empathy in that way um even still when um if and when i scroll through um you know apps and things and well, it can be kind of comical for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> um, I've been swiping left and just being nice about why I'm swiping left in my mind, you know. So anyway, I I really believe that this book can really help so many people, whether you're in business, um, whether you're a woman or a man, frankly, even though it is obviously geared more to a female audience. And I want to, um, you know, start talking about it a little bit um, on the show, but I am going to be sharing some information about how you can win your very own diamond ring. So we'll get to that um, in the next week or two, most likely, you know, early June at the latest that like that time frame. but just keep your ears open for that because it's going to be a really awesome series of giveaways tying into the book, which is by the way, called you don't need to be a bitch to be a, a boss. So anyway, keep your eye out. It's on Amazon. If you want to check it out right now, pre-order, let's go ahead and do that. <laughs> okay. So let's get on to the show. So I um, am one that tends to have some anxiety when I'm faced with a future date. Um, I don't know why. It's not because I lack confidence. It's not because I think the person may not like me. I feel like, you know, not everybody likes me, certainly, and that's fine. Um, but when you don't know the person and you don't have any vested interest in anything dealing with the person, I don't tend to be me personally really that sensitive if they don't like me. I don't really care one way or the other um, because I don't know them either, you know? So um, it's not really about that. It's just about the whole process of getting ready for the date and feeling like I have to sit at the date. What if I don't like them? Like I, I guess because my time is really, really limited, um, you know, in general, my free time and, you know, giving up even like a couple hours to spend with a stranger, um, I guess makes me feel anxious in some way. I don't really can't tell you why we find out maybe from this um, expert we're going to talk to today. Um, I definitely feel anxiety. Um, if I do hit it off on the first and second date, as we get into like the third and fourth, maybe fifth date, possibly, um, you know, I'm not dating anybody right now, but like when I am, I feel, I guess, nervous and pressure about like what comes next in terms of sleeping with a person or, um, you know, being intimate if you're not sleeping with the person. Um, it's funny because then I say, you know, if I really liked them, I would probably not feel anxiety, but I do, I guess. Um, maybe that's a sign I don't really like the person. Anyway, we're going to kind of like comb into some of that, comb through it, I should say. And also, um, just talk about some of the anxieties that come up with dating um, and being in relationship anyway. And overall, she is um, an author, Laura, and she's a mental health advocate and basically has used her own like personal travels and tribulations and trials through struggling with anxiety to help others propel. Um, she has published a had a few books published. One specifically came out in 2020, um, which is called The Penny Panic, A Young Girl's Journey with Anxiety as an Homage to um, Teen Self. And also 
she says that she wished she had that book when she was struggling with anxiety. So she's going to share with us a little bit about how we can kind of climb that mountain of stress and <laughs> angst and, um, and you know, come out on the other side feeling better and date with a little bit more ease. So without further ado, let's get right into the conversation with Laura. Hi, Laura. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. And I have to apologize. I said your name wrong. I know. It's Beisman, everybody. Laura Beisman. I apologize. Um, all right. So welcome to the race for the ring. How are you on this Thank you. beautiful I'm good. Friday morning in New York? Good. I'm good. It's beautiful so tell- today. It is. It definitely is. Um, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Um, and I think it's really interesting that you use your own um, struggles with anxiety to try to help other people. I often do that too in my writing. I dive backwards in a sense to focus on some of the issues that I've faced over my life and in lessons that I've learned through my struggles in the hopes of helping others kind of use my, (laughs) my own hiccups to help them. Um, so Uh let's hear a little bit about you. How did you, um, how long were you dealing with anxiety overall? And when did you realize you had it? Um, and and you needed to do something about it? Um, I think I've kind of always been that way as a kid. Um, You know, mine kind of stems from like a trauma. I think that's really what triggered it uh, a few years ago. So I'm actually trying a new form of therapy. I actually tried it yesterday, EMDR. It's specific for, it's very specific for trauma and anxiety and like PTSD and stuff like that. So I'm really like looking forward to something, to seeing what that comes of, like what comes of that, you know, because. What, is that where they do something with your eye? Sorry, I live by a train. <laughs> I live by. Oh, a train. okay. Sorry. <laughs> Hello. Okay. What? Oh, can we go with them? Are they were. Are they going somewhere good? Maybe. Like, are they coming somewhere like the Bahamas, perhaps? Okay. Yes, so please. I'm just kidding. Obviously, that's not even possible. Um. So go back to that. So is that where they like do something with your eye, like you're blinking? Yeah, or it's whatever? like an, it's like some eye movement. I don't know that much about it, but I've heard great things. Um, I kind of just am going into this blind and that's kind of how I want to do it just so I can get like the full experience. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but from um, what- I'm actually, I'm studying um, uh, psychology. Well, I will oh, be. Cool. So I, 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 yeah. So I actually know a little bit about that. That's interesting. Yeah. That's it's yeah. very cutting edge. I, it's not new, but I don't think a lot of therapists implement that into their practices yeah. and stuff like that, Yeah, but and, it is supposed I- to help. It's an organic yeah. way to help, I think. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Because it's, um, um, from what I've been told, uh, that it's kind of like if you were to do years of therapy in like a few months. So it's yeah. like, which I'm like, yeah, it's uh, like- yeah sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a fast paced kind of approach, but it's not like medication or obviously, anything no. like, I don't know if there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying it's a different holistic approach. So, yeah. um, the trauma, you don't have to share if you don't feel comfortable sharing, but when did that occur? Was that a long time ago? Or I mean, yeah. I know you said in your childhood, but you look kind of young, so I don't know. I'm 31. You look so young. Okay. Good. Yeah, this happened when I was like 18. So, okay. you know, just, okay. I just, my, my brother struggled with drugs and alcohol. So it was just a traumatic oh. event. And yeah. 
So All right. it, it's, and then I'm just learning over the years and especially with just even my first consult that like you might somehow, especially with anxiety, you might be able to rationalize it in your head, but the trauma itself lives in your body still. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's yeah. what I need to work. Yeah. That's what I'm working on is to get rid of that in my body still. Okay. So um, going back to anxiety and dating specifically, mm-hmm. do you find that the, your personal anxiety, does it kind of, um, I guess, does it affect you kind of in all facets of your life? Or like, where do you find the most angst, I guess, in terms of what you deal with on a day to day? Um. Well, I mean, I'm currently married, but I was dating for a very long time before that. Um, so I think anxiety did play a role in it didn't allow it wouldn't how do I word it like it stopped me from going deeper with people you know okay like any, you were guarded like, because yeah. of your anxiety yeah okay. so anytime it like felt too good to be true and if it got like deep I was like all right I'm out <laughs> why do you think that is do you think it's because of what happened with your brother like uh, you were afraid to get close to somebody and then feeling that pain again I think possibly but I also like because I was really in when I back in when I was like 18 because I started my travel blog like traveling Jersey girls so I was I just wanted to like live life and like well in my mind at the time I was like I'm gonna move across the world wherever and I want to like travel so anybody who like was something good I felt like was holding me back oh I see so I was always like "Mm, yeah that sounds great but now I have like other plans but I think it was also like looking back, I think it was somewhat of a defense mechanism. Yeah, probably so. Um, so how did you overcome that? Obviously it worked because you got married, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I think there was just a lot of people that I dated that just didn't understand that like my love for travel was like huge and that I wanted to see the world. And like, uh, I like had a breakup before I met my husband, like, over it was literally over my traveling like I was like really yeah like I was like I don't want to just sit here and just be like a house. granted I was young I was like 23 I was like I don't want to sit at home and like be a housewife like I want to like go live and like go explore and the and the guy I was with just wanted to like have like a traditional home and just like stay home I'm like yeah no <laughs> yeah I mean it's not for everybody obviously he was, yeah. was obviously very different yeah. so where did you travel can you share a little bit yeah. about that and some of how that helped you cope with your I guess like anxieties and things of that nature yeah. just trying to see how we can all learn from your experience. yeah so like yeah. I think traveling helped my anxiety a lot because it like for some reason I feel like it forced me to almost use it as a fuel to like you know, figure out where I was going or like, Mm -hmm. you know, just resource wise. And like, I just, and then just meeting, honestly, to be honest, like just meeting other people, like other travelers and hearing their stories and their experiences really as a young, like 18 year old, when I was traveling, like it really just put things into perspective. Like sometimes like, like, um, things are not that bad. Like things could be worse or just, wise people that I've met that I was like oh wow that's like a really cool perspective and um you know I think it's just also just getting older too uh, yeah and learning and growing yeah. where did you go where did you go Laura uh, mostly, some of the places you went mostly Europe um when I was young I 
in high school, I was nominated to go to this like educational program, people to people. So it was like six different countries in like 20 days. Wow. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So once I did that, I became like obsessed with traveling. And then the following year I saved up my money and went on a two month backpacking trip through Europe. Oh, wow. So That's that, that cool. really taught me a lot too. And then I came back and I was like a completely different person and I was just more confident in myself. Well, sure, because you're faced with so many obstacles when you're traveling and yeah. you're going, you went by yourself, right? You well, go I, went, with like, I went with my cousin, but yeah, we were alone. Like we had, I mean, yeah. this was back in 2008. So like, it's not like we've really had, our smartphones were not smartphones like we have today. Yeah. So yeah. we were yeah. like, no phone using maps and guidebooks. So we were really like figuring it out. That's cool. I yeah. studied abroad um, when I was in college a very long time ago now, yeah. but I um, I studied abroad in Israel. I talk about oh. this trip all the time. Like it still affects me today. Like it, yeah. it changed I actually did me my, so much. I did my birthright trip. Not that. Oh, yeah. you did? Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's cool. It's a great country. But when I was there, um, you know, we traveled all over Israel and then we also went to Egypt a couple of times. Oh my and God, I would love to go to Egypt. It was cool. I saw like the pyramids and yeah. um, we went to Dahab, which was like mm. really fun. It's like the Southern part of Israel um, at the other side. But anyway, I just know that it changed me and made me so much more independent. Yeah. Yes. And, um, mm-hmm. I grew and learned so much from that time that's one semester I often said I learned more in that one semester than I did all four years of oh, college 100 percent. yeah 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 so um what can you share a little bit about some of what you've learned and in terms of anxiety so I I am just to give you a little background on mm-hmm. me um I am divorced and mm-hmm. I am in my mid-40s mm-hmm. and <laughs> getting to my late 40s but we're gonna <laughs> I'm still sort of in you the middle so Oh, thank you. Um, but at any rate, I um, I find I find to, that dating is a little bit more stressful than it ever was when I was younger. Okay. I think the expectation um, for men uh, of men, I should say, is that you know because I'm in my forties and you know obviously we're all adults now, mm-hmm. you know all of that. You know, I guess I feel a little bit nervous in the sense that they're looking for quick like love yeah (laughs) and I don't want that so that makes me a little anxious and then I also am so busy like my personal time Mm -hmm. is very like few and far between so for me to give up like time to go on a date with a stranger I find that to be somewhat of a stressful situation like because I know should I go should I go no I wish I didn't Mm -hmm. have to go like you know like things like Mm -hmm. that because I don't have a lot of that free time so what have you learned in your I mean, I know you're still in the middle of your, you know, journey with anxiety and mm-hmm. well, like mm-hmm. what can you share with someone like myself and just people that are facing issues um, overall? I don't think I have an issue with like not letting anybody in. I'm pretty open and I'm confident about yeah. that. I've been blessed that mm-hmm. I haven't had trauma, I mm-hmm. guess, in that mm-hmm. way. But um, I don't know. But go ahead. I want to hear what you thought, what you think. Um. I think that, you know, I mean, because I have some of my friends who are single and they tell me like horror stories of like, it's <laughs> just so difficult. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I don't envy like yeah. <laughs> any of that, you know? It just, yeah. And now like every, and I think maybe the pandemic has really taken a hit for dating because that makes, I would think that would make things so much harder. 
Definitely. Cause you're not going, I mean, now, thankfully they just lifted the mandate with the masks and stuff like that. But you know, overall, if you're vaccinated, so I, I mean, feel like life I mean, is, do you, I mean, do you like be like, Oh, Hey, are you vaccinated? Can I see your card? <laughs> no, no. Like, but I think people know that's true. You know what I mean? But like, no, no, I know. I mean, actually you've done a lot of shows about that, about the fact that like n- going on a date, like with a, stranger basically like you're basically not only putting yourself at risk but people that you love so you really have to want to date the person so that's really been part of my issue like and not you know aside from the fact I always have like time constraints and things and yeah I have children and I have like I go back and forth between two places like I'm in New York and I yeah 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 Jersey blah 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 but um no I mean you definitely like it's not as important to me like the day I would rather be healthy (laughs) I mean I think like for me like where I I had to get to a point where I had to just be like, it's okay to be vulnerable with somebody and to let somebody in. And I just, I think the last, it it hit me on my last travel trip before I met my husband. Like I was backpacking in Costa Rica and met, yeah. And I met somebody there and I wanted something more. And I I thought it was going to go somewhere out because he lived in Canada at the time. And then, um, I just was, I just became more confident in just asking what I wanted, where Mm I, I was just like, I don't care about the rejection. And I just said, you know what, like, I am looking for something more serious, like I would like to make things go in more of a serious way. Like you're in Canada, I'm in Jersey, I was like, I don't care, like, I'll go up there. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, straight up like, no, like, that's not what I want. And I was like, I just wasted like my time with you. Like, yeah, like, you know, and I just like it, I, I'll never forget that feeling because for some reason he really hit me hard where I was like, um, that's it. Like I'm done. I'm done doing these like type of relationships where like I'm putting in so much effort and, or, you know what I mean? And it's just not being reciprocated. So I just became more firm with my boundaries. That's of, good. Yeah. You know, what, what someone once told me recently, they're like, you, if a guy or a girl, but like well, mm. a girl, so I'm gonna talk about a guy. Yeah. If a guy really likes you and yeah. like really is into you, you're not gonna need them to tell you that. They're gonna 100%. just show that to you. 100%. And I'm like, you know, that's a very good point. Like, yeah. they'll wanna see you, they'll like yeah. make effort to like call you and check in on you. And it's not gonna be like a question. You'll no. know because it's like gonna, right. So I guess, is that sort of how you feel? that things kind of evolved with your husband. Yeah. Cause like I met him shortly after that, like when I came home and it was so unexpected, I didn't have any expectations with him. And like, you know, we've been together now like six years, but even from day one, I never questioned his feelings for me. And that was the major difference of all the other people I've dated in the past. I always questioned. And I think that's what caused the anxiety. You're like, does he like me? Or like, is he into yeah. me? And I'm like, if he was, you would know. Like it's yeah. just pl- it's just that simple. We just overcomplicate it. Yes, exactly. And you yeah. maybe want it to work out so badly that you're yeah. making excuses for the other person yeah. and stuff like that. So what did your how did you meet your husband and how did you kind of realize like how, what did what were some of the things that he did to show you that he was into you? Yeah, so it's a little bit of a funny story. So like I was actually dating someone so the Canada guy? No, I I went on a. Wait, can I just back up for a second? Yeah. All right. So, 
I have a clear idea of your timeline. So you're in Costa Rica, met right? Met there. You met that guy, the Canada man, mm-hmm. right? Canada dude. Yeah. And then you left Costa Rica and you yeah. come back to New Jersey. You yeah. were living in New Jersey, I'm guessing at that time. Mm-hmm. And and he went back to Canada where he was yeah. from. And you were looking to maintain a long distance relationship with him. And he was just looking to end it. He didn't want to continue yeah. on after Costa Rica. Okay, no. got it. Yeah. Okay. So then okay. I was just like, all right, well, let me try to find someone who's more serious. And I found someone I was doing online dating and then <clears throat> found someone who I thought was that. And then that was another crazy situation. He like turned out to be like a stage five clinger. Like he was just like a nutcase. A stage five what? Clinger. Up. A stage five. What's that? Like, I think it's from like Wedding Crashers, <laughs> the movie. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like you became like a psycho. Like you were just like real oh quick. Oh, my like, God. What did he what did he do? Like, he. oh, like, that's so funny. You took that line from the Wedding Crashers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was who said that was that Vince Vaughn. That's I think so. Yeah. I watched that movie. Oh, yeah. Because his girlfriend. Like, yeah. Became, it was like, the funniest movie. Needy. So like that's a great he, movie. All right, yeah. go on, go on. Yeah, but he like went super like stage five on I'm me. I'm taking that. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he went super stage five on me, like after five dates, and then like I just wasn't about it because then like we, because I, I started being vulnerable with him and telling him just about my life and whatever, and like I told him about my brother, and then he said, "Oh, I don't want to date somebody who's broken." And I was like, Ew. and I was like, oh, word. Okay. Um, all right. Like go after yourself then. Like, yeah, you know, bad. but Ew, then he like, just, awful. I know. So then he just got a little cray cray. Cause then he just like made a scrapbook of me and our dating and like my whole trip in Costa Rica. Like, I don't even know how he found my photos. Like, and he like dropped it off at like my house. It was just weird. And then oh god, that's awful. Yeah, that's like yeah. creepy and stalkerish. Like yeah, 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 yeah. He was he was yeah. he was weird. So then he at the last page of that book was like because my birthday was around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, then the last page of that book was my birthday details, like at my house, and I was like, uh, is this guy gonna show up to my birthday? Like, what is he gonna do? <laughs> Um, so then my cousin was coming and she's like, oh, I'm going to bring my friend Eric with me. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Like I never met this guy. So I was like, well, tell Eric that, um, he might have to play like bodyguard or like my fake boyfriend for the night. Cause like, I don't know if this guy's going to show up. So for then, your birthday, like, you guys were going out. Is that right? We were, well, I did something at my house. Like I had okay. my brother. Yeah. Okay. 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 So they were coming down and then, um, then Eric, like he said to like to my cousin to tell me, he was like, well, tell her like, um, it's not my fault if she decides to keep me. Oh, that's sweet. Okay. Yeah. So Did then he, had he seen what you look like and stuff Did he knew anything about he, you? No, nothing. So he just oh. came there and like, we didn't really talk very much there, but then we hung out a couple times and then, you know, it just like, I just never left. Like it was just so easy and mm-hmm. he just accepted me for who I was. He was so honest from day one. I just never questioned um, like anything. And when we went out to like a bar one time, like 
we were, the guy was like still going and like not getting the hint that like I was not about dating him anymore. So I was out with Eric at a bar with my cousin and I was like, let's just take pictures together, like to make it look like we're dating and I'll post it everywhere. So he will get the hint. And then like, I still have the picture and it's just like, we both looked at each other because I was like, wow, we actually look good together. And, uh, it was just like a joke. Like we were just joking around to be like, oh, well, we're so in love. You know what I mean? And it actually just, it actually turned into love. So it was just kind of like a cool story. How did you turn the corner? Like, how did that happen? Um, it, I don't know. Like it just, we just kept like, we hung out and then we kept going on dates and, and like, I lived in Jersey still. So I was coming up here. Like I was coming up to New York, driving like an hour, like all the time. And we just Mm -hmm. meshed like things like, I think you know. Well, you're friends. You're friends first, right? So, how long was it before you started becoming romantically connected? Would you say? I mean, I mean, to me, there's no rules (laughs) to any of it. Um, I think we were we were just attracted to each other from the from the jump, you know. Oh, so you were together, together, but then you were like, no, we we didn't. We were we were we were like. So like November is like my birthday. We were like dating, kind of like hanging out, getting to know each other. And like then I think uh-huh. by January we were like official. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. That's sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. And then how long did you guys date before you got um, engaged? Uh, we got engaged in 2018. So like three, three and a half years. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. So he's obviously, I would imagine, played a big role in you overcoming some of your anxiety or through yeah. your anxiety issues and things like yeah. that, right? Yeah. How was your anxiety? Oh, go ahead. I'm, go no, ahead finish. I'm sorry. I just thought of a story because like when we went on like uh, one of our first dates or something and my anxiety was kicking in because I was like, oh, you know what? He's so different from me because like if you like on paper, we look very different. Um, Mm -hmm. but the core of our beliefs and our found and like just our core beliefs together are very similar. Mm -hmm. Um, so I remember going to dinner and I was like, um, I was like, I don't think this is going to work. Like you're too different, you know? Cause I was just like, Oh, he doesn't travel. He's not into like the spiritual stuff I'm in. Cause like, that's what I used to do. I used to make excuses. I'm like, I used to nitpick and be like, Oh, well, he's not that he's not this. And I'd be like, and just justify it in my head. Which, again, mm-hmm. another type of, like, defense mechanism to be, like, not going deep with someone. And then he, mm-hmm. like, kind of called me out on the date. Like, <laughs> I laugh. I'm like, I feel like you yelled at me. He's like, I didn't yell at you. He's like, I just called you out. And he was just like, can you just, like, freaking relax? He's like, what did what? he say to call you out, Laura? He was just, He was just like, relax. We're having a good time. He's like... I like you. Yeah. He's like, I like you. You like me. Let's just see where this goes. We don't have to like overanalyze it. Like, right. And right. He actually, he actually thought we weren't going to work. Like we were going to break up after that or like stop dating. He did. We didn't. But, um, I was just like, I, I kind of needed that for somebody to check me and be like, just relax, like, let it go. Like, just, just see where it goes, you know? Yeah. I guess that's part of anxiety. Like you overanalyze and you think about problems and what could possibly go wrong. And, and then you wind up missing out on a really good thing because you're so stressed out about things that could potentially happen. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, he calls it uh 10 stepping because <laughs> he's, he would say, 
um, like, he's like, we're on step one or two. He's like, you're on step 10. He's like, <laughs> he's like, stop 10 stepping into the future. You know, just like we're, yeah. we're here at the same level. Yeah. And, and yeah. Just, That's good advice. Yeah. So you just kind of go like one day at a time instead of over, like, I guess, like overthinking things and putting yourself yeah. like further out into time and not have, you may never have to worry about that because it may not happen or things could change. And then, the, you know, you wouldn't yeah. have things in common or yeah. yeah. All right. That's and, awesome. That's tell yeah. us, oh, go ahead. No, so that, it, um, that he's just, you know, he's just a lot calmer than I am. Like, I mean, I'm calm too, but like, he just doesn't overanalyze like I do. So like he, when he we round you, yeah, 100%. So like when we moved in together, it was like, I was freaking out. Cause I was like, Oh my God, like, this is so like, this is such a big deal. And he's like, it's not a big deal. I mean, he's like, it is a big deal, but he's like, it's not that big of a deal. He's like, yeah, just, yeah. He, he just always brought me down anytime I like would be like, ah, like, I don't want to do this. Like, this is too much. And, um, he's, he's the weight on your balloon, you know, the weights yeah. that you buy yeah. in the party store. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. That's good. They're so yeah. pretty and they're, still, yeah. and, but they're needed. And the two of yeah. them go together and without, right balloon the weight would be blah and without the weight the just a, i'm sure everyone's like oh my god what is this analogy but i just <laughs> i just thought about that because otherwise you'd be out in the atmosphere and like kind of yeah. like just out there so mm-hmm. i think everybody needs something like that so um mm-hmm. we're actually running out of time but i want to get a okay. little bit into your your book the penny panic oh. can you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that so that one is um a book that I decided to write up about anxiety for teens um, mm-hmm. on how to cope with your anxiety. And it's not just for teens. I mean, it's, it's a teen story, but anybody can read it. Um, like, and I say, I'm like, everybody, we've all been teens once. So uh, we've all been there. Um, right. Is it a, but, is it a fictional book or it, what is it? Yeah, it's fictional, but there's some, stories the real life stories that I put in there that just I dabbled in there mm-hmm. um but yeah mostly mm-hmm. it's fiction but from mm-hmm. what I was reading or finding about books for kids were they were too clinical for the ones that were out there mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I just thought like no kid no teen more or less is going to want to sit there and read a book about super clinical like terminology psychology right. terminology they're just not going to read it so I wanted to write a you're story lucky if they're it. reading well, yeah. 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 So I wanted yeah. to write a story that would, that would resonate with them and that they would be like, oh, well, I've, I've been through that. Or like a friend of mine has been through that. And then I, I kind of hide the clinical stuff of like coping skills within the story. Um, and then I wanted to have the coping skills that I want that they could do that anywhere. Like they could even do some of them in school and then like, they're not going to look weird if they do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, I want it. Oh, that's very- good. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So how'd you come up with the name Penny Panic? Is Penny the co- is the name of the character? Yeah. Penny's the character. Actually, my, my husband kind of came up with the title and the, and the, oh, the, that's nice. yeah. Yeah. We were talking about it and, um, he helped with the storyline, but like, I obviously wrote it, but like we both, really kind of came up with it together but penny panic is like the nickname that they made fun of her um that they created Uh, yeah because she like the story is like she had a panic attack in class and like somebody was recording it and it went like viral on snapchat 
and was like sent uh-huh. to everybody in the school. So everybody just kept calling her like, oh, like here's Penny Panic, here she is. And like that just name stuck with her. So mm, it's it's her journey yeah. with her anxiety. Yeah. And then she has her her some of her family members and other friends of like their anxiety and how and it just goes to show how anxiety shows up for people in different ways. You know, it's not always like the panic attack, like, oh my God, I'm dying type thing. Sometimes people like suffer silently, like with anxiety. Yeah. And you don't know. Yeah. Like a lot of people are like, yeah. when I tell them that sometimes I struggle with it, a lot of people don't believe me because they are like, you seem so calm and laid back. I'm like, yeah, I have, it's an, like, sometimes I'm like, I do it. I have to be so calm to like combat the anxiety sometimes. It's weird. But. No, that makes sense. I have anxiety mm-hmm. t- situations too. I feel like, yeah. you know, with work, sometimes I feel it. And I I just feel nauseous usually or just like yeah. very like, yeah. I don't know, like overwhelmed. Like I, I don't know what to do next. My sister actually, she hasn't had this in a long time, but she used to have panic attacks and she felt yeah. like she was having a heart attack. Like she yeah. we had to take her to the hospital. Yeah, That it was happened scary. to me too when I was, so. when I was younger, yeah. Yeah, it's scary. Right. All right. Well, um, how can everybody get your book if they were interested in it? Is on Amazon and it's, things like that? Yeah. So it's it is on Amazon. Um, I also have another one, the spiritual nomad one. That is the my first one. That is more about my journey with anxiety and how traveling has helped and I go deeper into, you know, um yeah, how the I spiritual over- nomad. Yeah, yeah, how I overcame okay. it. But yeah, they're both on Amazon or I have it on my website too. Um, if people want autographed copy. All right. That's great. All right. So can you share um, a little bit of how everybody can find you, Laura? Yeah. So um, traveling Jersey girl, but it's, it's travel J E R Z girl. I'm pretty much that everywhere on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate yes, your thank time. Thank you so much. I wish you the best of luck with, um, yeah. you know, your journey still dealing with anxiety, but it sounds yeah, like you've come yeah. a very long way. So yeah. that's fantastic. And you have the love of your life too. Yeah. You have your ring. Yeah. The race, is, the race is never over, but at least you have the ring. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to the Race for the Ring. If you like today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast, just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye-bye. Today's episode was brought to you by Furco's Fine Jewelry. The family-owned business is best known for their handcrafted statement pieces, engagement rings, and fashion finds. Visit them on Instagram at Furco's Fine Jewelry and make them your go-to when shopping for a special gift for a loved one, friend, or for yourself. Race for your ring and use special code MINDY15 at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. Happy shopping! Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.